Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the CMC game. Today's game comes to us with a bit of a twist in that the deck was chosen by one of our very own collective members, Lobster King. Shout out to Lobster King. The contestant that Lobster King volunteered as tribute is Myrel, Sheard of Argive. She isn't a lonely gal, but she always brings plenty of little soldiers along with her to the party. But she can be a bit of a control freak. She doesn't like anyone else to cast spells or use abilities on her turn, and she'll use that to her advantage as she floods her opponents with aggression. So with that said, I'm Marketing Ross. I'm joined here with SD Sharpie. Sharpie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> you forgot to introduce me again. <laughs> I, I can see you. I just assumed everyone else knew you were here, too. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. They they know this show is nothing without you. Uh, yeah, very true, very I, true. I just got so excited to talk about somebody else's deck that isn't one of ours. I jumped the gun. My bad. So anyway, so as to not hurt his feelings, everybody need to start back at the beginning of the episode and pretend that I said his name to start with. And then I said all that stuff about Lobster King. And now we're back on the Sharpie show. Okay. So before we get into stuff, we got a little bit of housekeeping. So if you want to uh, support us in any form or fashion, you can head on over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. Um, we have multiple tiers. I, I believe the cheapest one is $3. I think I was corrected on that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have multiple different tiers. Uh, the, the $3 tier will get you access to all of our Discord channels. We do have some free ones, but some of them are behind the paywall. And then some of them will get you sweet swag like playmats, coins, uh, reminder tokens. And I think we have a referral program too, correct? Yep. So just let us know if uh, someone who joined the Discord was brought to you by, or brought to us by you, excuse me, (laughs) and uh, we'll hook you up. But if you're not into commitment and you want to just pay for things one time, uh, you can still get some of that sweet swag over at the Etsy shop, which is etsy.com slash store slash CMD tower. Or if you would like to not put in quite so much effort like I do, just go to Etsy and in the search bar, type in CMD tower and you'll find us. And if that kind of stuff's not your jazz and you all, you only want to spend all your money on magic cards, you can head on over to our sponsor, which is abyssproxyshop.com. Uh, they sell pretty sweet proxy or playtest cards. Still have some in my card. I guess I'm pulling a big tug. Haven't pulled the trigger <laughs> on uh, actually order them the, ordering them yet. But yeah, uh, head on over to there and you can use code CMD Tower for 10% off your order. Absolutely. And now, Sharpie, with all that out of the way, what's the haps? Oh, what's the haps? I believe uh, you have something for me this time. I do, and I'm so excited. But we're gonna we're gonna make you sit on the the needles and pins for a moment. Um, first, you gotta tell me about your life. What's going on? You played any magic? Did you uh, start downloading Marvel Snap again? I did not. Uh, I got dared to by uh, Cameron the Tree Folklord, just so well, I could use it. the username uh, Bongs and Thong sixty nine four twenty sixty nine. I think. Uh, but yeah. I I went to pre-release last week for the new oh, yeah. set. How'd you do? It was it was awful. I went two and one, oh. but like my my pre-release kit was so bad. It was 
I'm just I, I opened one mythic and it was the the little gauntlet thing and I opened no planeswalkers. My my friend Dennis was sitting <laughs> next to me and proceeded to pull five mythics from one pre-release kit. So I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna make it in the top eight. Right, that was awesome. That sucks. Well, I didn't go to a pre pre-release, but I did order one of the the bundles, which I always I get so wrapped up in these these spin down dice that they send oh but that's this that's one nice. is all white with like blood red numbers in it it looks really cool they have um like a special version that has like phyrexian i guess no oh nice i wouldn't it. be able to read it yeah <laughs> <laughs> be like hey i nat 20 again <laughs> yeah but out of out of the bundle i didn't get anything too crazy from the um from the set itself but the list card i got was the mycosynth lattice so oh it I paid for the bundle with one card somehow. Yeah, that's nice. That's that was a good pull. Have you seen yeah. anybody open the um? What are they like the the oil slick cards or whatever the one the, the ones that are like black and metallic? I, I bought one, so I know what they look like. You're gonna love what kind of card it is. Oh, so not it, not that one. Not this one. Not that one with with the step and repeat Phyrexian. Yeah, not not that one. The one that. They spoiled the, um, I think it was like Nissa and Jace. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, there's only like eight printings of every card. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of them. I haven't seen no, anybody like online pull them. So I don't, I don't, I don't know where you get those. Jeez. Like the Nissa is that rare. $97. Jeez. But, but no, I, I have not. And I have not seen them. That aside, one of the other things that I've done recently, my buddy Jake and I opened up some of the Dominaria Remastered set, and we pooled all our cards, and then we decided that we were just going to do kind of a, not not a draft, but like a, a constructed format, essentially, just with the two of us and the cards that we had pulled. Um, mm-hmm. So we both built 60, 60 card decks that we're going to start uh, just casually jamming together. And I think you'll be proud of me. I put together... Uh, and is it storm deck with and splashed black? So it's, oh, it's, it sounds like a sharpie deck. Yeah, that does does not sound like a Ross deck. No, but it's it's mad <laughs> fun though. So it's got as many of the copies of the things that I can that I can cast and then untap my mana for. So I frantic search and draw cards and discard cards and untap, and then I cast cloud of fairies and I untap. And then I cast Snap and return Cloud of Fairies to my hand and untap. And then I cast Cloud of Fairies and untap. And then I just give them the old grape shot right in the face. Oh, am I converting you over to the dark side? Uh, In 60 card when I only have one enemy. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, but now I'll ask you the thing. Okay, I'm I'm dying to to know what it is. (laughs) All right. So... I saw this on um, on Twitter and then a further discussion about it on Reddit, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. So there was a, a Twitter user that suggested replacing mulligans with instead drawing 12 cards and putting back five. And the rationale is that it would reduce non-games and it decreases combo effectiveness by 40% and improves startup time. What do you think about this method? What? How does it decrease combo effectiveness? Like, so what? I guess in his in his mind, 
the the percentage that you would draw those combo pieces, you still are only drawing like the original twelve, right? And so okay. you instead of mul- continuously continuously mulliganing until you get your combo pieces that you need or your tutors that you need, uh-huh. you're you're stuck with those first twelve. Hmm. So so you only get to draw seven or twelve, and you have to put five back. Mm-hmm. Do you get to do that again? Like if you don't want to no, keep I think it's those? just one time. Oof. Yeah, I'd, I don't know that that fixes the non-game problem either. I'd have to see uh, it in practice a couple of times. Yeah, it sounds interesting. It sounds really flawed at the same time, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think I, I don't. <clears throat> I think the London Mulligan is a really good Mulligan though, because we used to have the the partial parish, and that was like mm-hmm. that was really good for combos because you could you could sculpt your hand super well with that. I just I don't know how you top the London one. I don't know that that's it. That that seems interesting, but I don't know. Like you said, like you have to see it in practice because I don't know that it fixes the the non game problem. Because I mean, yeah, you're looking at twelve, but I mean, I've had games that were non games that I kept a crappy hand and I drew, I drew cards for several turns and still drew no lands. And then I don't, I still don't know that it, it stops combos in in the way that they're hoping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then one of the one of the top comments on this Reddit thread was watching people resolve brainstorm makes me think that this will not speed up the game whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> but I don't know. I think in some upcoming games, I might see if people are willing to try it because it sounds interesting, but I don't I don't know if it'll work or not. Also, I didn't. I don't think I read far enough to see what happens to the other five. Do you put them on the bottom or back on the top, like a brainstorm? I don't. Yeah, that'd be weird. Back on top in any order. Because, huh. like, if you drew to your point, if you drew twelve and there was only like two lands in there, right? Why would I want to spend the next five turns drawing that crap that I can't cast? Yeah, th- that is weird. Hmm. All right, you need to tag collective tag me if, in you, that if you on, tried on it. Twitter. I'll send it your way. But okay. collective, if you have tried this out, let us know. Um, all right. Well, now that I've, I was going to say I stumped Sharpie, but I didn't really, um, I just <laughs> didn't prepare him for the question I was going to ask. We'll get into the meat and potatoes of the CMC game. As a reminder, well, the deck is normally selected by the collective, but this time, uh, we asked the collective to submit their de- decks and then, uh, Sharpie and I chose one at random. We will both go through and choose our favorite card within the slot of each mana value to discuss. And then um, since neither of us own the deck, we will both offer three cuts and three ads for the deck. So with that, Sharpie, what the deck? Uh, so I, I reached out to Lobster King and um, I kind of asked him to give me a, a brief synopsis. I always say brief synopsis and synopsis means brief summary. So I don't, it's redundant. <laughs> a synopsis. Of his of of his deck, and, and this is what he had to say. He said, "My hope for my my rel deck is to flood the board with soldiers to take advantage of her attack trigger. This deck likes to buff the soldiers for lethal and swing at my opponents, which is made much easier through Odric's ability to choose how your opponents block. I know for sure there are cards that don't belong in the deck, so making cuts and adds should be easy enough." So, mm-hmm. looking at the number of cards in each slot, we have nine one drops. 18 two drops that's the money right there 15 three drops 17 four drops 
four five drops, six or two six drops, and one seven drop. With a average CMC of 2.98. And if you are Ooh. looking to pick up this exact list, you can get it for a total of $126. Now that's what I call budget. Yeah. This this sounds, just from looking at the CMC curve, like a white weenies deck. That always sounds... Which makes sense. So bad. What do you, what do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway... Moving on before we get in trouble or yeah. censored. Yeah, this is a let's go. All right. So we got we got the one drops. I guess I'm going first after that huge pause. That's probably going to be cut out of the video. That, that was the censor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for my one drop, we have blacksmith skill. So for one white, you have an instant. Um, it says target permanent gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. If it's an artifact creature, it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So with this deck, I really like this because it offers protection to your commander, which is probably gonna, going to be a hot target, whether it's with removal or just plain blocking. But something, uh, an interesting synergy I find with it is the fact that Myrel makes artifact soldiers so if you were to actually target one of those they would get a buff oh clever yeah i had no idea they were artifact soldiers i need to read better (laughs) so good on you that's cool nice yeah i've always liked this card just as a as a, a backup way to protect your your commander which in this case is very important or later on as we get into some of the other creatures that you know, fuel the engine, just having a way to protect them at instant speed for one mana is pretty dope. Yep. And then the card I chose is also one mana instant speed, but it's a way to protect yourself. And that is Angel's Grace. So it has split second to start with, which means as long as the spell is on the stack, players can't cast spells or abilities um, that aren't mana abilities. So it can't be interacted with. And it says, you can't lose the game this turn, and your opponents can't win the game this turn. Until end of turn, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. So it's not quite a fog, but but it's it's effectively a fog, and it can save your bacon uh, in a number of different ways. It's also a combo piece. Ooh, let's hear it. Well, not in this deck, but, you know, it works really great with the Ad Nauseum. You'll learn all about Good that grief. with that that Grixis Storm deck you're you're messing around with. There, there's no ad nauseum in that deck. <laughs> <laughs> there could be. There shouldn't be. All right, moving on into the two drops. Enough of this horsing around, which is a great segue because I chose <laughs> Elif, the Sunmare Familiar, which is a one colorless and white for a legendary creature horse. It's a 1-1. And it says, whenever a commander you control attacks, put a 1-1 counter on it. Has partner, not relevant. But I thought this was a really cool inclusion because Myrel's trigger is off of attack. And most of the time when you have a key piece of your engine that revolves around the attacking, you want to give it some sort of protection. And I think this is an easy way to just, as you progressively continue the game and doing what you're trying to do anyway, you're just going to make Myrel beefier and beefier and beefier. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's really sweet. Kind of like I I said earlier with my one drop pick, uh, people are really going to be looking to block the commander in this deck. It's going to be a great way to remove it so that it costs more. 
so with Keleth pumping your engine continuously and making it her bigger and bigger and bigger, it makes it much harder for her to die in combat. All right, so yeah. my two drop is another instant. Uh, we got Kabira takedown for a white and a colorless instant. Uh, Kabira takedown deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control to target creature or planeswalker, and then you can play it on the backside for a tapped white land. So I think this is really sweet because since the deck really revolves around Myrel pumping out all these little dudes, you're looking at a two drop that could easily do upwards of, uh, you know, 10 plus damage to a creature or planeswalker. So if somebody's got some huge permanent, just two, two mana and it's gone. No, I think that's awesome. I think it would have to be red for this ability, but I think it'd be sweet if you could deal that damage to a player. Yeah. Just as a like a finishing move. So you, you swing in with your soldiers and they block just enough to survive and then you say, Ha ha, Kabir takedown. <laughs> yeah. It's also a great way, I guess, to remove troublesome blockers as well. I mean, if you swing in with Myrel and they have a death toucher and they're like, Oh, I'm gonna block with my, my death touch, dude, you're just like, Cool, um I'm gonna Kabir takedown it. <laughs> also, what's happening in this art? Are th- is these two warriors about to kill this elk thing? Yeah, I think is that's that what, a Kabira. Is that a Kabira? Yeah. Oh, that poor Kabira. What's yeah. What's on the backside? Down, down below is where things go to die. Crack of Sunder Bay. Interesting. That's Bambi's right. dad. Yeah. Three jar. Wait, I thought it was Bambi's palm that died. I don't know. Don't they both die eventually? I guess all things die eventually. Well, this took a turn. Let's move on to the three drops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so three drops. I got a spicy one. I actually really like this card, although I don't play it because I don't play a lot of white. My three drop pick is Verge Rangers for a white and two colors. You get a creature human scout with first strike. It says you may look at the top card of your library at any time. As long as an opponent controls more lands than you, you may play lands from the top of your library, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. So this is... I guess white's ramp. We have a couple of cards like this that don't really ramp you, but can help you catch back up with your opponents. Kind of feel like Wizards just knows that white's like the crappiest at ramping. So it's just like, here, we're going to kind of help you guys along. And this is one of those cards. So I, you know, it it feels that way in, in EDH that white sucks at ramping. But I think... A lot of these cards, they stay stay true to the color pie in that like white is all about balance and order. And so rather than getting ahead, they are trying to even out. That's that's some nifty insight there. (laughs) (laughs) So like it doesn't feel great in EDH because the format doesn't scale the same as 60 card. Yeah, but I think that's that's where that thought process comes from. But but no, Verge Rangers is a sweet card. If this thing was a soldier. That would have been really cool. Oh, but, snap. Yeah. But it's a scout. But no, I think this is this is awesome. Even if you don't get to do anything with that top card of the library, just sometimes just knowing what you're going to get next uh, helps you either plan or start politicking. Yeah. He doesn't really have ways in, in the deck currently, but like not saying you would have to play fetch lands because I know a lot of people don't want to run fetch lands in monocolor decks, but, um, you know, things like land tax or, um, scroll rack or, um, 
top stuff like that. I mean, top can kind of already let you see the top three cards of your library, but you have to pay mana for it. But I, I think Verge Rangers really helps, really helps out in those situations, and that's really where it gets its footing, is with these additional cards. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mine uh, that I chose for this drop, three drop, <clears throat> is a uh, Court Street Denizen. So it's two colorless and white for a human soldier. It's a 2-2. And it says, whenever another white creature enters the battlefield under your control, tap target creature and opponent controls. I think this is some pretty sweet tech. So when you attack with, with Myrel, Myrel, Muriel, Myrel, however you you're say about to, You're about to say the wrong thing, aren't you? Skick, 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 probably. Oh, they're colorless. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. They so are fun. artifacts. Damn. Fun fact, this was going to be my, my pick for the three-drop slot, but then I, I looked at her and I was like, oh, they're colorless. And then so. you read better than I did. <laughs> oh, what a bummer, man. That would have been sick. It okay, still so works, just not as well. It still works. Yes. So scratch all that nonsense that I was going to say. It still works really well with all of the the sorceries and such that bring in X number of white soldier tokens. So that still works. That's still cool. Um, you can get rid of some blockers if you need to. Obviously, most of the cards in this deck creatures are white, so it's going to trigger off of them. So it's still it's still cool. It's still a good tech piece. Uh, not quite as explosive as I thought when I didn't read it very well, but <laughs> still a cool card. So so the easy fix is just slot in painter servant. Yeah, easy. What is that? Fifty, sixty dollars now? No, I think it's at least seventy-five. It may have gone up. No. It's seeing a lot Why? of play in Legacy right now. Man, yeah, you're right. Seventy-seven. Yeah, but hey, you know, wild. If he wants to get that ultimate synergy <laughs> for uh, <laughs> for the, for this common, <laughs> there's there's probably better things to spend your seventy-five dollars on. There are. But then you get you wouldn't get the sweet style points. That's true. All right. All so right. the next one, Four you will get up. some style points for, though. I'm disappointed in your pick, but carry on. Why? I'm just picking at you, man. Oh, okay. I was like, what did I do now? <laughs> did I not read again? Yeah, you didn't All read right, again. All right, so <laughs> this one is... I know that Big Tuck is not a big fan of this card just because it's a, it's a do-a-lot card, but I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, so it's Lithoform Engine. So for four colorless, you get a legendary artifact. Um, you can pay two and tap it to copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for this copy. I think that's probably, for the most part, what you're going to run with this. Three colorless and tap, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets for your, the copy. May come in handy in a pinch. And then four colorless and tap, copy target permanent spell you control. Uh, the copy becomes a token. Still could be relevant based on some of the creatures in here. So something that a lot of people get wrong with this, and I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, the, the last ability copy term target permanent spell, it has to be on the stack because it's a spell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you mean they're, they're like just trying to clone something that's already on yeah. the field? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. Yeah. yeah. I could see the confusion there, but yeah, no, I think this is cool. I mean, who wouldn't want to double Myrel's ability? That seems yeah. like a good, good, use case and then as he mentioned before you know odric is a, a pretty key part of his game plan so there might be something cute you could do there you're probably gonna have to lose him to legendary rule as i talk through this but that's not gonna work 
Copy something else, lobster. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Yeah, he's not, he knows what he's doing. He's totally like copying his swords to plowshares with this. I mean, that's not bad. No, it's not. Uh, what is it? Four mana to four, do all that? Four mana to exile two things? Yeah. I'd take it. Yeah. But I think Solitude's what, five? Technically, it's free, but, you know, if you want the creature part, <laughs> you it's gotta, five. You gotta, I mean, you got to get that creature, right? Yeah. So what was my four drop? Oh, yeah. The ban- Banalish Commander. Banalish. So Banalish. Banalish? Banalish? I don't know. I don't either. Uh, for three colors and a white, you get a creature human soldier that says his power and toughness are each equal to the number of soldiers you control. And then you can suspend X for X and two white X can't be zero. And whenever a time counter is removed from Banalish commander while it's exiled, create a one, one white soldier creature token. So I used to, I was in this budget league a couple years back, and we were playing Planeswalkers as our commander. I actually chose Elspeth, hmm. not, uh Sun's Champion, and um, I was playing Mono White Soldiers. And th- this card was really sweet. Uh, it did a lot of work, especially if you like had it in your opening hand because you could you could suspend it, and then um, you know for like three or four, and then get several soldiers along the way. But I think this is really sweet. It plays into your commander's ability and then it also has the soldier synergies no i think this is like you said it's pretty awesome i always look at these cards and i just wonder like with the the suspend if you if you pay into the suspend like in this case where it's x and suspend the same amount that you would pay into casting the creature and then take a look at like the additional benefit that you get there so like for this one it's four mana total right and Mm -hmm. so it's two white X, so you would do two. And so you would get two one one soldiers plus this guy. And if that's all you have, he's a three three. So you get five power on the board for four mana. Yeah. That's that's pretty Yep. Do you have to wait a little bit, but you know, sometimes it's worth the wait. <laughs> that's what they, they always tell me. Alright, so with that, what is your five drop? So my five drop, oh man, I gotta get down here to five drops. Uh, <laughs> oh, hang on really, really quick. Let's back up. I just want to say one thing. Okay. Cause it is in the four, four drop slot Oh, because lobster King mentioned Odric master tactician. Yeah. Just in case people don't know which one that is. Cause there are some Odrics floating around. One of them is Boros and does blood token nonsense and it's crap. There, there are three total. This is, yeah. Well, that's several, right? Yeah. <laughs> three is several. Okay. All right. Ma- master tactician. Is the four drop two two colorless white white um, three four with first strike? But more importantly, whenever Odric and at least three other creatures attack, you choose which creatures block this combat and how those creatures block. So Lobster w- was uh, talking about how this is can be monumental to his game plan, and I think he's exactly right. So if you swing with Odric and your soldiers and Myrel, you take control of the declare blocker step essentially and just say. Uh, you didn't block. Yep. So, super relevant to the game plan. Sorry to interrupt Sharpie, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, secondary commander. Uh, you know, also in the four drops, I was looking at it when I was talking about the the commander um, captain's call. Like, I didn't really think about that when we were we were talking about lithoform engine, but those mm. types of spells, these sorceries and instants that create 
a number of uh, soldier tokens would also be really great to copy. I, I would pay, and what is that, seven mana? Yeah, seven mana to get six soldiers. I, I would pay that. Yeah, and that those uh, would all trigger Court Street Denizen. Yeah. All right, five drops. I think I actually picked one that you ended up cutting later. We'll get to that, though. Oh, you you cut two five drops. Did I? Oh, oh shoot. I what cut, was I doing? I cut one as well. Another oh, man, one? We're, just, we're just cutting all the five drops. Anyways, my five, five drop pick on. is squad captain. So for four colorless and a white, you get a creature human soldier with vigilance. And it says it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each other creature you control. And it's a two two. So this is definitely a finisher, especially with controlling how people block with Odric. Because you, you easily could cast this, and I <laughs> I mean, crap, be like, what, a 22-22? <laughs> I mean, geez. Yeah. You could also cast it and be a 2-2. Who knows? The world yeah. is your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think the, the idea is the 22-22. Yeah, no, I think this is cool. And the squat captain has uh, vigilance, so you can have a big threatening beater, but also block with it. Yep. I think it's pretty cool. Squat so, captain, the squat captain. Yeah, <laughs> the squat. Captain. Look at her. You know she does. She hits squat day. <laughs> you got to to carry that lance. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's that? what's your five drop? I think it's a bit more exciting. I don't know if it is. I think it's like. So I picked this one because I think it's very powerful in a deck like this, but it also sounds like a migraine-inducing situation at yeah. at some point. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent agree. I'm talking about <laughs> Cathar's Crusade. Uh, three colorless white white. It's an enchantment. Uh, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. So in the situation you were just talking about with the squat captain, where she would get you know 10 plus 1 counters on her, or whatever we said it was, 20 of them, you would have to resolve this thing 20 separate times and do an increasing number of 1-1 counters on... N- 20 different creatures yeah it like it's super powerful that is a finisher if you can (laughs) if you can if you can make that happen but also like it's just it's a lot yeah mental accounting so i tell you what like if i played against this deck and they had odricked out and and they played cathars (laughs) crusade i'm like if you can generate one creature i will just call it game like it's just over (laughs) like we do not need to track all that it's night night. Yeah, yeah, if you have if you have Odric out and you swing with Myrel, even just with those two, you make two more soldiers and then they both get buffed. Like it's it's crazy. So yeah. talk about a snowball card. Yeah, Cathar's Crusade is like you said, it's a super powerful card. It's most certainly a finisher. <laughs> Lobster King, I'll say you're I guess brave for playing it. It's definitely a card I will not put in my decks. I understand why you play it. I'm not dogging on you for playing it, but I will say it is math that I would not want to do, especially <laughs> in a token deck. No, I uh, I still have it in one of my tokens, token decks. It's a Selesnya deck. And there have been times when it's in my hand and I'm looking at the board and I'm like, do I want to do this? Just like, hey guys, if I reveal this card, will you guys just scoop? Right, can I just win? <laughs> I don't know, but the cool part is like with with Myrel, 
Nobody gets to do anything on your turn. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you will resolve that card and you will resolve whatever triggers after it. So you're definitely getting at least one good solid use out of it. Do we actually so, read what know. she does? Uh during your turn, your opponents can't cast no, no, spells no, no, or no. activate abilities. Did huh? we read it for the <laughs> for the podcast? Oh. I think so. I was just okay, about cool. to read it again for some reason. Yeah, but, um, we're just gonna pretend like we'll we do it. If we if we didn't, you know. guys, we've said the name enough. Just look it up. But anyway, you can't cast spells or activate abilities <laughs> of anything on the person's turn. Also, yeah. when you attack, you make X colorless soldier artifact creature tokens that are one ones, where X is the number of soldiers you control. In case we didn't read it, now I'm just reiterating. This is consider it a commercial break. Yeah. It's a Grand Abolisher with uh, benefits. It's pretty dope. Yeah. I don't think we read it at the beginning now that we're talking I, about it. <laughs> I don't think we did either. I jumped a lot of stuff. Yeah. I was very excited. Me too. Also very sleepy. But what's new? That's fair. <laughs> You're like uh, Post Malone. You have always tired tattooed on yeah, your eyes. Always tired. Yeah. It's just my, anyway. my, my, my bags. It's my your, eye bags. Your mantra? What are they called? I mean, eye bags. Is yeah. that a new Apple product? <laughs> <laughs> All right, six drops. Go ahead, Go ahead, man. You got it. Okay. Talk about your boy. You know him. You love him. Here he comes. We're going to talk about Sun Titan, baby. Four colorless, two white, creature giant, vigilance, six, six. I could read this without looking at it, but I'm looking at it. Uh, whenever he enters the battlefield or attacks, return target permanent. With converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. A blazing sun that never sets. There, I yeah. read the whole card for you. Tell me why you love this card. I don't. Tell me you love me. <laughs> I do like this card. So you here. won't understand. Go, go ahead. That's a that's a reference from a long time ago. Dating Before myself. Oh. From my high school days. There was uh, this like on again, off again couple who were very strange, both of them. But at one point I remember the dude was like walking down the hall and she called after him. She's like, I love you. And he just kept walking. And then she turns and at the top of her lungs is like, tell me you love me. And everybody just like went dead silent and looked at him and they're like, tell her you love her, man. So I think uh, every school had that weird couple. Mine, uh, my, 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 my weird high school couple was, God, they were gross. So, like, my school had this very strict, like, PDA rule. Like, you couldn't even, like, hug people. It was it was bad. So, it, people get wrote up all the time for, like, holding hands. Or, you know, if you kiss someone, like, oh, man, it's like detention. All this crap. But these two kids, as disgusting as they were, like, we're all over each other like all the time and pretty much just having sex in class. And it was like the entire like staff faculty was like oblivious to it all. Like it was ridiculous. Like <laughs> no one ever said anything to him. It's like the rest of us such as had to sit there and watch it. It was so disturbing. They're like, if I had, if I talk to them, I'll have to interact with them. <laughs> oh, anyway, Sun Titan, super sweet here. We have 15, three drops, 18, two drops at nine, one drops, not counting lands, which we have 34 of. Which also count if there were any that you could recover. If somebody's yeah. milling you. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a big number of cards that Sun Titan is not afraid to show PDA with. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about the better six drop. Hey, go ahead. So the other the other six drop because there are only two is my girl's Elspeth's son's champion. So we have a lot of techs for six mana. We have a Planeswalker Elspeth. She comes in at four loyalty. Her plus one is put three one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield. Her minus three is destroy all creatures with power four or greater. And her minus seven is you get an emblem with creatures you control get plus two, plus two and a half flying. And that's stackable, by the way, if you ever manage to pull that off more than once. Mm-hmm. A lot of proliferation effects in here. Yeah. Oh, it will not kill our commander if we uh, activate the second ability. It's always it a good Oh, time. power. Nice. Yeah. Unless the Cathar Crusade is out and then we're oh, toasting yeah. the board. But. Yeah, I don't know why we would do that. No, that would be that would be a non-bow, but but no, I think this is good. You're you're generating three soldiers on drop and then rotation if she survives. Um, we talked about a, there's a couple creatures, Sun Titan being the all star um, that can block for Elspeth because he has vigilance, oh, yeah. and so does the also, squ- Squat Master squat, Flux. Yeah, Squat Captain. That that's the correct name. <laughs> And then also it's like a mini wrath, um, which is which is good for for a deck like this because there are going to be other creatures. This will kill your Sun Titan, so don't do it if Sun Titan's out. But it will kill the the rest of the board without without killing your soldiers. And then, like you said, if you can emblem, that makes this deck like on the danger scale. Which way does Defcon go? Does it it goes down right? Like De- Defcon two is worse than three. I thought Deathcon Five was the worst. Oh man, I, that's why I don't work the Pentagon. <laughs> Whatever the the worst Deathcon it is, like it goes towards that one. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> something of note that's pretty cool. Myrel doesn't make her tokens intertapped and attacking with her. So in a sense, like you don't stack damage in the way that you would with um, some of your other mono white token generators. But what's really cool is she can make blockers for your Elspeth as long as they don't have like evasion. That's a really good point. They make excellent blockers. Yeah. Especially if you have emblemed, but that comes oh, later. Oh, yeah. Well, then they have evasion. True. Yeah. So then All they're, right. they're just great. Yeah. Let's roll <laughs> into that seven drop. This is your favorite card. All right. This is a great card. I'll thought, talk about it. Lobster. I, thought I, I love this card. was my favorite card. Well, I mean, that's in the six drop slot. Obviously, <laughs> we're moving on to the seven drop. In the seven drop slot, we have one and only option, and it's a good one. Uh, we have M- Ameria Shepherd, excuse me, uh, five colorless white, white for a creature angel flying with four, four. It is a four, four, excuse me. It has flying. I said that really weird. <laughs> the ability that matters, uh, it has landfall. Whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control, you may return target non-land permanent card from your graveyard to your hand. If that land is a plains, probably will be, you may return that non-land permanent card to the battlefield instead. This is a uh, Sun Titan on steroids if he only reacted off of landfall. This is great. There, I mean, whether you have the the Cathars Crusade that somebody smartly blew up on their turn, or you know the Squat Captain that you'd like back, or Maybe you just you need the Verge Rangers back out there to get your uh, your top deck flowing a little bit. 
she she brings them all back from the, with the the minuscule price of dropping a planes, which you were gonna do anyway. Yeah, this card is this card this card's gas. I've never actually played it. I don't play a lot of white. I don't think I would play this in a deck that was more than two colors. I don't I don't know your outlook on that, but I think at three you kind of start running into problems of not being able to hit planes enough for it to really matter. Mm-hmm. No, I um I think in a mono white deck this claps like hundred percent. Like you said, you have a you know a minish a diminishing return as you add colors to your to your commander. I did run this. I for a while I had a a four color landfall deck that was K and T, and then it was Omnath, but now it's RIP'd. And I did run this in here just because I was dropping so many lands that I could get back the like the fetches, and then I could get back whatever else. Uh, and I had so many cards that were like you know play another land this turn, etc. That it was producing a lot of value, but unless you're like in a deck that you know you're going to drop a lot of lands. I would I would say my cap for this probably would be two color pushing it at 3. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely a um this would be a kill on sight card in a mono white deck because whatever's in that graveyard is going to be hitting the field, no doubt. It's all coming back. If only it was a soldier. Yeah. All right. Well, they can't all be soldiers. Am I am I a soldier or am I what is it? Oh shoot! No, it's am I human or am I dancer? I was thinking of the the killer song. Anyway, that's not. Oh relevant. no, that's moving on to the. I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. That's it. So I was yeah. borderline. Yeah. With a relevant we thing talk to a say lot about music. Finally, this, this podcast. <laughs> that's that's what the people come here for. Is for yeah. our hot hot takes on the killers. Brandon Flowers and his blossoming career. You see what yeah. I did there? Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to move <laughs> into the CMC Lightning Round. And one thing we did not talk about yet, which we normally do, is we read through these as fast as we can without screwing up. But there are three that belong to you and three belong to me. So how are we going to do it this time? All right. So one of us is going to read through the cuts as fast as they can. And then one of us is going to read the ads as fast as we can. And then we'll go back over it and I'll cover my cuts and ads and you'll cover your cuts and ads. I like it. Do you want cuts or ads? I'll take cuts because I don't want aids. I mean, ads. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. All right. Give me a countdown. Three, two, one. All right, we're cutting Fencing Ace, Promise of Tomorrow, Planner Outburst, Civic, Stalwart, Stormfront Riders, and Squad Captain. Squad Captain. And, and we're replacing <laughs> Valiant Veteran, Field Marshal, Rescue Retriever, Daru, Warchief, Hero of Bladehold, and Finale of Glory. Did we're we do We're replacing it? them? With? I forgot that word. We're replacing <laughs> with? <laughs> All right. Uh, we're replacing them with these cards. Yep. Anyway, yep. this is a... So the- the the first a, three a terrible were, contest of skills <laughs> when we ask two Midwesterners to talk as fast as they can. Yeah, we're, we'll eventually get as fast as the auctioneer people. Don't worry, guys. We'll get there. I practice every night before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> While he's brushing his teeth. Yeah. So the the first cut is fencing ace. Shoot, I think that was a two drop, wasn't it? You, you don't have to shoot him. Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Fencing ace. Yeah, is a two drop. Yeah. So fencing ace is a two drop for a white and a colorless human soldier. Uh, one one with double strike. 
I, super late. We didn't mention this at the very beginning when we should have. But Lobster King did tell us that he just kind of threw this deck together with stuff he had. And that was what he was kind of getting at when he was like, there's plenty of stuff to cut. So I feel like this is one of those cards. It is a soldier, so it does syner- synergize with the commander. However, it's it's not a very good soldier. All it has is double strike, and it's just a 1-1. One, one. So I want to replace it with a much better soldier. And we have Valiant Veteran, which is also a 2-drop, a white and a colorless core soldier that states other soldiers you control get plus 1, plus 1. And then he has an activated ability for three colorless and two white. You can exile him from your graveyard and put a plus one, plus one counter on each soldier you control. And he's a two, two. So this is strictly uh, just an upgrade for fencing ace. You're getting rid rid of just a double strike one, one for a Lord that will also pump your dudes after he's dead and synergize with all the other plus one, plus one counter cards in the deck. Yeah, no, I like this a lot. And at, at base stat level, you could even say it instead of the creature itself having double strike, it essentially gives double strike if they're unblocked with Odric to all of your tokens that you're making because they go from 1-1 one, one to 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. That's a weird argument to make, but I'll make it. <laughs> also, this the the card itself, like the art is super sweet. Like this guy looks like not to be messed with. Yeah, I don't think he's very expensive either. He was just printed. You can, he's a, he's a buck, but you can get the extended art for 227. So not bad. It's pretty cool. You can get the extended art foil for 268. Ah, you're a cent off from being nice. (laughs) But I also like the utility of just added benefit of something else to do when he's in your graveyard. And it's a, it's a one, one counter on each soldier. So that's, that's pretty powerful in itself. So he, he even lords from the graveyard. Lords I, from the graveyard. I can't, I can't speak for uh, lobster, <laughs> but I'm gonna say, oh yeah, I gotta find the other one. Oh, so this is a three drop because I stuck with our very first ruling of you know you, you gotta add one that's either of equal CMC or less. Can't like go over. So all of mine. I don't know um, if I did that. Yeah. So mine all equal. So the second one is that I want to cut is promise of tomorrow. It's a three drop enchantment for two colorless and a white. It says whenever a creature you control dies, exile it at the beginning of each end step. If you control no creature sacrifice promise of tomorrow and return all cards exiled with it to the battlefield under your control. So I feel like I understand why this is in the deck. A lot of your stuff is going to draw the hate of removal, especially like your commander and stuff. And this is kind of an interesting way to get them back. But I feel like this card doesn't work the way that anyone wants it to. Because all of your creatures have to be gone for you to get them back. So you're looking at, I mean, I don't know, multiple turns. This only seems good in the scenario that there's board wipe. Like if if this had flash and you could flash it out in response to a board wipe, it'd be really good. That's fair. I can tell you one place where it has done some work, and that is a challenge that you gave me with the Azorius vanilla deck. Oh, really? And that's because I'm not running I'm not running a ton of recursion anyway. Uh-huh. And so as creatures die, I'm like, yeah, exile under promise tomorrow. Go for it. Get out of here. And then um, if it if it does ha- so happen that it comes back to my turn. 
and there aren't any creatures, I could just pass and then I get all those creatures back. It's actually at the end of each instep. I've been playing right. a card wrong. So even better. <laughs> Anyways, the thing I'd like to replace it with is Field Marshal. Another three drop, two color or two white and a colorless creature, human soldier. Two two. He says other soldiers get plus one plus one and have first strike. So another one of your lords, he's gonna buff all your dudes, and he's also gonna give them first strike. This is really great with a commander that supplies you with soldiers. Yeah. I th- the other thing about the promise tomorrow is it doesn't help your your tokens at all because they just yeah. cease to exist. But yeah. No, I think as many lords as you can get into this thing as you're producing mass quantities of of soldiers is good. I do have one question for you about this. What? Do you have the card pulled up? Field Marshal? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think do you think the artist plays magic? Plays magic? Yeah. Cuz Which are, what, Steven which art are you looking at? It's tapping. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like over here, like looking at the art, like, I don't know. There's a map. Like, I don't know. Is there a planeswalker on there? I don't know. No, I think this is cool. Also, the the first strike for your your tokens probably is not that big of a a boon. But when you get into the, like, even your commander, if somebody tries to to block it and they have something with high power and three toughness, like, she's going to survive it. So it it could come in handy. Yep. All right. Third cut. Oh. I forgot to do that part. Moving on to the five drops, I want to cut Planar Outburst. It's a five drop for three colorless and two white sorcery destroy all non-land creatures. And then it has Awakened four. So for eight mana, five colors and three white, uh, you can put four plus one plus one counters on target lands you control and it becomes a zero zero elemental creature with haste. It's still a land. So basically for... Five mana, you can destroy all non-land creatures, or for eight mana, you can get a land creature and destroy all other non-land creatures. The reason I, I don't like this card, and I want to cut it, is when you're playing a token strategy, I really feel like you don't want board wipes. You don't yeah. want, I guess, like a lot of board wipes. And Wrath of God is already in the deck, so I, I don't feel like we need to take up a five drop slot with another uh, board wipe. I think that's fair. Um, as you, you know, approach that critical mass of, of soldier tokens, you don't, you're probably not the one that's going to want to board wipe. And if you are, you want it to be like a, a more one-sided thing. So using like the, the board wipe that destroys all non-token creatures would be a good way to go. Like you'd lose yeah. your commander in that, in that instance, but hopefully you have like such a, a state of soldier tokens that you could just, destroy somebody at that point yeah the replacement i have for it is a card that got printed not too long ago that i didn't actually know about until i started looking into this deck and that's rescue retriever five drop three colorless two white creature dog soldier that has flash and when it enters the battlefield you put a plus one plus one counter on each soldier you control and then prevent all damage that would be dealt to other attacking soldiers you control and he's a three three so in a sense he's kind of like a lord like he gives them lasting buffs they get plus one plus one counters and he also prevents damage i had a line of thought and then i lost it anyways uh really cool <laughs> card 
that I actually missed in Brothers War. But yeah, so mm-hmm. soldier that buffs your other soldiers and can protect your commander when she swings in for combat seems pretty good. This dog looks bonkers, by the way. It's just the look on that dog's face <laughs> looks absolutely bonkers. He's but... so happy to be there. <laughs> He's like, we are in mayhem. <laughs> no, I also like this because of of my rail static ability that nobody can interact with you on your turn. Yeah. So you could you could attack and swing, and then somebody's like, oh, okay, um, I think I could survive that. No blockers. And then you say, oh, good. Well, I'm going to flash in this dog. And then they all get plus one, plus one counters. You're dead. Yeah. Yeah, that or, you know, you swing in with your your dudes and they want to block and they're like, oh, cool, I'm going to kill his creatures. And you're like, nah, I got this crazy looking dog. It's going to buff him. It's going to kill your dudes and mine aren't going to take any damage. She's going to go nuts. Show up in the middle of the the (laughs) warfare carrying a a decapitated leg in her her legs decapitated. I don't know. A a severed leg in her mouth. Gonna be the not the knob on of the floor. I don't know. I don't work at the Pentagon. <laughs> All right, so those are my cuts yeah. and ads. What what, what I really like the dog, by the get? way. Winner, winner, oh, yeah. winner. All I right. think we're biased though, so we'll have to have uh, Lobster hit us up and tell us how we did. <clears throat> I almost also added the the rescue retriever on my side, so I'm I'm a big fan of that one. But for me. I started with cutting the civic stalwart, which is unfortunate in the fact that I just, for whatever reason, I love this art. The, this elephant just telling people where to go and like (laughs) calling the shots on the, on the battlegrounds. Although he does look like he's about to stab himself in the mouth, but I, I like when, when creatures are elephants. I don't know why, but anyway, it's a three, three colorless and white for a three, three elephant soldier. Uh, when he ETBs, Creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. <clears throat> so for me, I just wanted to swap that out with, again, kind of a, a an upgrade of sorts that's also a lord. So I went with Daru Warchief, uh, which is two colorless, white, white for a human soldier. And on its face, soldier spells you cut, excuse me, soldier spells you cast cost one colorless less to cast. So that helps with all the soldiers you have throughout the deck, but it also helps with recasting your commander. And then on top of that, there is a static soldier creatures you control get plus one plus two, which is awkward, but could be relevant. So rather than just that ETB here and then gone, uh, you get a static one, two. His victories speak for him. That's true. And also the artist is the brother of the guy that played Loki, I think, right? <laughs> what? No, that's Hiddleston, damn it. Never mind. Don't anybody look up the artist. <laughs> it's uh, Tim Hildebrandt. I thought it was Hildebrandt. Uh, anyway, thoughts on that, Sharpie? So something I find pretty interesting about him is he is a lord that pumps himself. You don't see that a whole lot. Mm. That's true. So for four men, even the eight, even the errata but, doesn't say other. Yeah, you get a, a two three actually. No, I think this is really sweet. The civic stalwart. It's all right. I don't. If it was more of like when he enters the battlefield, they get plus one plus one for as long as he's on the battlefield. It's super good. But for four drop, for a four drop that you only get that effect once doesn't seem super great. Dora Reward Chief, on the other hand, seems. Super swell. I agree with you. It's and super it, swole. 
yeah, super swole. Super good that he, he reduces your commander costs. So basically, well, I wouldn't say more than once, but if your commander dies once, he cuts the commander tax in half. <laughs> Winner! All right, so my next one, I'm cutting one of the five drops, as we alluded to. <laughs> So I am not as big-brained as a lot of people, so there might be a reason that this is in here that I didn't see. But I am cutting Stormfront Riders, which is four colorless and a white for a human soldier with flying that's a 4-3. When it enters the battlefield, return two creatures you control to their owner's hands. Uh, when Stormfront Rider or another creature is returned to your hand from the battlefield, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. So in my mind, maybe he's uh, Lobster is thinking like, okay, I'll return two of the soldiers that I made to my hand, and then I'll just replace them with more soldiers. Yeah, that, that so was my thought. It's it's kind of a cool way to get around that drawback. If if Stormfront Riders had Flash, I think I would leave it in. Yeah. Just because you could protect your commander with it or other key pieces. <clears throat> but instead, I chose to replace it with Hero of Bladehold, which is two colorless and white-white for a 3-4 human knight, unfortunately. But it has battle cry. Uh, whenever this creature attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one, plus zero oh until end of turn. And whenever Hero of Bladehold attacks, put two 1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. So you generate more creature tokens, kind of like the Stormfront Riders is doing, but on each attack trigger. So looking at it as you were talking... Stormfront Riders actually does work with Cathar's Crusade. Gross. That's like that's three triggers right there. But that being said, Hero Blade Hold I think does it a lot better. I don't really have anything to say other, other than what you already said. <laughs> kind of like your your last cut and add. It's basically just a strictly better upgrade. The only downside with this one, and we alluded to. Lobster was putting this together with things he had. Hero of Bladehold has gone up to fifteen dollars. Jeez, Louise! Why are these? Ooh, actually, you can get so the expensive? you can get the promo for uh, thirteen dollars, and it's a foil, and the art's pretty sweet. Yeah, you can see her like booby picks. Like her, her armor does not seem very battle intelligent, but I don't know. That's man. fantasy She's art for ripped. you. She's pretty ripped, dude. Like her muscles are her armor. Also, she's at all times riding some sort of like metal war steed, so she's probably fine. Yeah. But anyway, all of that aside. You call her mommy. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> Elish Norn, who's who's a maybe, maybe or maybe not going to get banned. Yeah. Hit up Cameron Tree Folklord in the Discord to discuss that. Right. He's got some thoughts, <laughs> which I agree with. But okay, so my next one. We talked about her a lot, and we said her name a lot, and now she gets to rest. The squat captain, I am giving her a break. <laughs> so we talked about what the squat captain does, and what I want to replace it with is Finale of Glory. And so that is X, white, white, for a sorcery that creates X, two, two, white soldier creature tokens with vigilance. And then if X is 10 or more, also create X, four, four, white angel creatures uh, with flying and vigilance. So a lot of times in like go wide token or specifically soldier builds, this is one that like you want to dump a lot of mana into, 
but you're also like very fearful of it being countered after you've t completely tapped out. And with your commander here, you completely get around that because they can't interact with it. So you could dump as much mana as you want into the finale of glory and nobody's going to counter it. And then going back to what I talked about with the kicker cost on Benalish, if we cast this for the same amount as we cast uh, squad captain with no other creatures on the board under consideration. So she's five mana. If we put five mana into finale of glory, uh, we would make three, two, two white soldiers with vigilance. And so we get six power on the board for the same, same cost. And then from there, you just exponential exponentially grow. So all that being said, do you think if you were playing this deck, do you think you hold on to this until you can cast it for 10 or more, or do you just cast it as soon as possible? In this deck, you're I think you're more worried about the soldiers. Like the angels are are cool because they're flying, right? Mm -hmm. But when you have like Audric that uh, dictates the blocking step, you don't have to. You know, you're not really worried about evasion, etc. But also, I would since this is a sorcery, I would even consider casting it in the main phase just to get additional triggers off of Myrel in the attack phase. So and I was the other. Go ahead. Well, the other thing that I was going to mention is. Since this deck seems like very focused in the go wide strategy, squad captain is very much a go tall in a, into a singular target. Mm -hmm. And so finale of glory makes them spend their resources on a board wipe as opposed to single target removal on the squad captain. So I was almost hesitant to disagree with you on this, this cut and add. Uh, I really like the, the squad captain. Then I, I read Finale of Glory a second time. And it says create X two two white soldier creature tokens with vigilance. So one, they have vigilance. But it also says if X is ten or more, also create X four mm -hmm. four white <laughs> angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance. Yeah, so it's not it, instead. Yeah, I thought it was instead at first, and I was like, hmm. I think the squad captain is kind of better in the fact that your commander already makes you a lot of soldiers. So why not just get like this really big beater instead of just, you know, a bunch of tutus. But then I was like, Oh, you know, if you cast this for 10, you just get 20 creatures. That's, that's pretty crazy. Imagine that's that a, with Cathar's crusade. Yeah. That's a pretty good rate. So that's a winner. Hit the button, man. All right. You got it. Winner. All right. How did, that was my last cut and ad. Lobster's not here to speak for himself, but Lobster, you you gotta hit us up in the Discord and tell us what yeah. you think. Yeah, uh, if you like them, hit me up because I have a field marshal and Dar war chief. I will send your way and a finale of glory. I do not have one of those. Don't tell them that. Find one. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you to everybody for making it this far. Special thanks to Lobster King for submitting his deck. Sharpie, I really enjoyed talking about it. What did you think of the deck overall? I think it was really sweet. Um, I'm not, like I've said probably like 10 times already, I don't really play white, but I I would play this deck. It seems really cool. Myrael's a really cool creature. Yeah, absolutely. This this takes the kind of, I don't know if you would call it like the stereotypical, but like the white approach of like go wide and beat face. But it adds that layer, like you mentioned, of the grand abolisher of like, I'm going to do this. And you're not going to say anything about it while I'm doing it. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. But if 
you would like to let us know how we did or um, interact with us, you can find us on Twitter. Our main channel is at CMD Tower. But most importantly, like we talked about before, get, hit that Patreon, find us in the Discord, submit your decks, and we'll talk about them. Sharpie, where can we find you? Yeah, like you said, always in the Discord. I love to chat with folks, love to help out with decks. So, you know, drop that $3 sub and jump in there and throw your decks my way and I'll take a look at them. But if you want to reach out to me personally, you can do that on Twitter at SD underscore Sharpie. And I am also in the Discord with Sharpie. Also love to talk about uh, decks or anything that you want to. I am active in the the Snap channel. Um, I'm not that great <laughs> at it, but I like to talk about it. And then additionally, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Vizardrix Vibes. Usually pretty quiet unless there's a chance to talk about Grismold, and then I'll do it. Oh. But other than that, come find us in the Discord. Thanks for joining. Yeah. See ya. Thank you.